Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Phantom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory, people. How's it been? Well, actually, Fillory and Brick Bills. Yeah, well, we're, we go back and forth this week. It's and, and New York. And New York. Yes. We're, <laughs> no one cares if there's a guy walking down the street with a bow and arrow. It's New York. It doesn't matter. I, You've seen worse. Yeah, everybody's staring at their phones, I guess, and it's like, whatever. Nope, it's New York. Okay. You've seen worse. Oh, that's what it is? So yes. We're not going to worry about the guy with the boat because he's just fine. Yep. He's an actor. All clearly. Right. <laughs> clearly, he's on his way to another gig. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we break down the episode, just want to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at JinDev, and he's BradZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Phantom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. Also, check out Pure Phantom on Facebook. And do you know who else is on Facebook, Brad? Who? I think we are. We are on there a couple times. We have our Van Helsing fan group. Check that out if you watch Van Helsing or you're checking it out on Netflix now. Uh, We have a very lively group over there just chatting up the show. And we have another group for Brad and Court Talk where we talk about just about all the different things that we like. We have a group where or a page where we go ahead and have a live chat for the magicians each week, and that's a lot of fun. Um, I try to chat about Riverdale, which I'm covering as well for Pure Fandom. I'm enjoying that. And just different shows that we happen to like, like Lucifer Season Mm 3. I'm excited. I know you are. (laughs) You're a lot excited. I am so effing amazing excited. Now bring God. Okay. (laughs) If you watch Lucifer, you know what I mean. You know I'm behind on it, so there we go. Well, you got to catch up. I'll try. But what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we're talking about The Magicians, our other favorite show. And this week's episode was episode four, The Flying Forest. What in the world could that be about? Mm. (laughs) It was directed by Carol Banker and written by David Reed with an assist from Katie. Yay, she's here. Uh Uh-huh. Julia infiltrates Brickbills again. The Fillory Royals are down by one, and they're not dealing with that quite so well. Elliot's torn between two kingdoms. Margot takes solace by fortifying her bitchy exterior. Penny and Q go off on one excellent, almost excellent adventure. You know, because they didn't quite get what they wanted. Oh, and in case anyone forgot, magic is completely effed. Ah, very much so. Because it's not working anywhere because Ember did his thing and now magic is being affected on Earth as well. And did you hear what, uh, what's his name? Fog was having the conversation with one professor. She's like, yeah, there are brownouts everywhere. Uh-huh. I'm like, gross. Oh, yeah. yeah I get it now. <laughs> da Because they talked about the log earlier in the episode. Right. It's like, just get somebody to go fish it, suck her out. It doesn't work like that. We have filtration systems, and they're just not cutting it. So where oh, is Ember at? Where did he go? He's been, you know, locked in confinement. So I guess he's just out cruising around doing stuff. Yeah, basically, just looking at all the different mischief he can get into outside of Fillory. Advancing more on his sex dungeon, going shopping for it, or something like that. Well, maybe he went and saw Fifty Shades, got oh, some tips. That, <laughs> I could see him doing that. <laughs> He'd be a fan, right? So we had the fallout from last week's episode, which just had us wondering how 
just had us wondering what would go down with Renard and now that Alice is dead. Yeah, initially you and I were like, she's not dead. She's still got the God magic, the God blood. She she could, she still might be able to make it. And then uh, I read that interview with uh, the executive producers and they're like, nope, she's gone. And if you read the books, you guys already knew that. Well, yeah, she's quite, quite dead. There's, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Penny's hands are going crazy and he was teleporting all over the place at the end of that episode. Yeah, like he finally made it back to campus or made it back to Fillory. And uh, he got the bad news from Margo. Yep. And everybody's all depressed. Elliot wants yeah. to build a statue. A hundred foot statue? Yes. And they're like, we don't have the money for that, sir. Yeah. We're like, we're <laughs> we can't of, even eat. <laughs> we're kind of broke. Can't do it. I was so happy to see Katie showing back up. Oh, me too. You know I've been waiting for her. Uh, she wasn't doing all that well. She's a little on the strung outside there, though. Well, remember what she what we, what we she saw before she disappeared? Like, I'm surprised that Julia's held it together as well as she has. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, also, you know, she, her mother was dead, so she's kind of going with that whole thing, which yeah. still kind of holds over Marina, even though they find her, but. Yeah, Marina was frozen. Yeah. I, I didn't expect that. Well, they kind of kept her in suspense, even though she died, I guess, that's so she wasn't going to decompose or anything. But she left a little note for him to go find a book and break bills. Mm-hmm. And the necromancy book. That Fun. was interesting. Let's just talk about that thing right now. <laughs> so Julia goes to find the book, and her and Katie do the, the their little thing where Katie can see through what she's seeing. And she finds the book in the library, right? Well, uh, the cottage. The cottage. Well, no, she yeah. found it in the library and then went to the cottage. Like, to... why are they always breaking into the cottage? Right. Like, it, that's how you get caught. Of all the places for her to go, that one, I guess she figured they were all in Fillory, so it really didn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, she's hanging out doing that stuff, and Margot shows up. Ah. Oh. And they finally have the conversation I wanted them to have. Oh, yeah. It's like, what are you doing here? Nobody likes you. It's like, well, you don't really have any friends. Neither do you. Like, look, if you guys had helped me with uh, Renard, I wouldn't have needed the beast. He killed all these people. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Here, take this and then get out. Yeah. The end. He's actually killing off all these other women because y'all wouldn't listen to us. And she did call him out on the same thing that uh, Elliot said earlier to her. That, you know, you don't. she, she wasn't really our friend. Alice wasn't our friend. She just, Margot just has people around her that, you know, fear her, basically. Yeah, but they had, they had a friendship. Like, Alice was more her friend than anybody else surrounding Kate, not Katie, uh, surrounding Margot. Right. Besides Elliot. But it didn't start out that way. I know. Like, they, they had that bond that we saw a couple episodes ago before, you know, we lost Alice. Right. Which kind of broke them all down. But I think they can get it back. Well, I, I did like the fact that Margaret did help her, you know, gave her the photocopy machine for the book, mm-hmm. <laughs> the photocopy box. So she got that, and she was they were able to bring um, Marina back for just a little bit. Oh, poor Marina. And She's like, oh, my God, this place was hell. Oh, she was not in a very, very good place at all. Which makes sense. She was not a very good person. No, but then I was – this left me wondering. So – they said that Alice was somewhere far away and mm-hmm. in another place. And so Marina was in another place as well. Now, was she in Renard's realm being tormented? 
because you know he's kind of a trickster god. Does he have an afterworld place that he rules also? I just took it as she was in purgatory or hell, but that could be it too. Well, I, I was just wondering that whole thing because we, you know, we haven't dove that far into it, and I'm not sure if we're ever going to get a question an answer to that. But I could see if he kills these people, it's just not the killing of them. He gets them as well, and you know, adds to his little <laughs> collection to torment. Uh, he's collecting their souls, Freddy, Freddy style. Right. That's that's what I was kind of looking at it. I I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, because that wouldn't be a fun place for her at all. And just coming back for a little bit, mm, ah, she looked rough too. But also finding out that there was somebody else forty years ago who put uh, who banished Renard and put her back. I, I see a new quest coming on. Oh, for sure. They need as much as help as they can get. Now, finding this other person who let her out, which should be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding somebody else who's dealt with Renard and, you know, just how they managed to banish him. Yeah, because we saw what kind of magic it took to get him out. Right. Like, Julie's pretty powerful. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, what did it take to banish him? Well, I mean, where does that go to? I don't know. Hopefully there's a book in the library for that. Oh, there better be a book somewhere. But ma- with <laughs> magic going away, I mean, yeah. What are they going to do? So that'll be that'll be what they have to fix first. Right. Okay. Or how can it play in with Renard? Like, how does the magic work? Like, do the gods and tricksters, are they affected by that at all? I mean, Ember didn't seem to care. He's either dropping logs. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. We're just going to have to see how that works out. I don't know. Okay. So Elliot cannot go back to Earth. Margo has a plan with the living clay version of Elliot. Mm-hmm. I, what did you think about that? That just kind of got me there for a moment. Like, hold on, he's making a clay version of himself. That's an interesting idea. That was different. That was something that we hadn't really seen before, and the effects of it were amazing. It led to that really great scene with him in two different places at one time. His sense, having yeah, his relations moment of things. Yeah, that was, that it's was like oh, yeah, and they they really they made it work because I couldn't have seen it. Like I I love the show, and he's one of the best parts of the show. So I couldn't see him being stuck in Fillory forever. But of course, he has that conversation with the dean. He's like, "You can't maintain this. I'm sorry. You got to pick one." No, you had to do something. So he's going to have to go back and fix Fillory. But I like the fact that the dean was going. I will help you fix this. Yeah. Because you know you're my student. It kind of looks bad on me, but you know. We'll get all these people, which was a great thing. We'll get all these people to come in as advisors and advise you how to do your kingdom. And that's really cool. And that's the way it needs to be. Although he should keep the clay, Elliot, just in case of emergency. I'm I'm sure he will keep it. He'll probably sleep with it at some point in time. But, you know. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, he would do that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I know he would. Uh, Q was getting his armory built out of wood. Yeah, that was different. How would this look back on Earth if he ever went to the hospital? Well, maybe they do some kind of magic on it later, and he's a real boy, like Pinocchio style. All they, well, they knocked on it, and it sounded like wood, and they put the skin on it, so it would kind of be fake. But you imagine getting like an x-ray, and the uh, muggles are all like, what is that on your arm? <laughs> you can say I was in the military. Stuff happened. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> 
So what do you think of um, Quentin's reaction to seeing uh, Penny again? Uh, him being a jerk and blaming Penny. <laughs> Penny, yeah, I was going to say Penny was not a jerk this time. He was really sorry about Alice. Right, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it Julia who screwed up everything? <laughs> But it, again, it was not Julia's complete fault if the, they had a, a conversation with Julia. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. Not at all. But yeah. Like that was a breakdown in the communications that went completely wrong. Right. It was a big breakdown there. Uh, we had our centaur sawbones. Mm-hmm. By, Alessandro say? Giuliani, also known as Gata. Yes. Battlestar Galacta alumni. So I love say, it. So say we all. So say we all. We had other news about that today, but that's not magicians related. No, it's not. But it's something else. We'll Adama, talk, yeah, we'll, we all. We'll, we'll talk about that at some other point in time. <laughs> so Sawbones there cannot fix Penny because apparently the guy who runs the water there is well known for bad curses. Yeah, they respect him. Do not mess with the river dude. Oh, if you mess with the river dude, if you cross him, like they cannot help you because if they had helped him at all, his the curse would have infected them as well. Right. He didn't want to touch it. I don't I wanted I don't want a chance at coming over and getting me. And then he pooped right in front of everybody and just sat there and <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> uh favorite line of the night was uh the bronies can't fix me. Yeah. Yeah. The My Little Pony bronies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, of course, they come up with their own solution, which was insane. Well, because his hands are trying to choke him and kill him off. And he broke his own arms. Right. Which is insane. But just the visual of uh, him pissing Quentin off on purpose. Right. And then Quentin hacking his hands off. And it, but Quentin misses and takes his fingers off. Like, <laughs> it just totally screws up the whole entire thing. He didn't stay drunk for long after yeah. that. No, I can't feel anything. Yeah, I uh, can't feel my face. I, you gotta love this. His only idea is to chop his hands off. That's just your best example of what to do. Chop your hands. Well, off. And it makes sense because if you chop them off, maybe then the doctors can put them back on. Well, either way, they were trying to kill him, and it was just a matter of time before he, you know, phased into a tree or something when he was, uh, you know, switching through realms. True. Like like I'm wondering though. So does is, we know how important his hands are for his magic? Does the change in him having hands different different brand new hands? Is that going to change his magic at all? I don't know. I think if he's still if he's still able to do the motions, he should still be fine. Okay. But that was the one thing that he you know kind of stepped up there, and he was being the teacher to Quentin mm-hmm. on casting the spell. Which made me go, is this the new position that he was supposed to be going into? Like, it could be. Because he, uh, he did really well at teaching him that part. Mm-hmm. So I could see him doing that as it would be really weird because, you know, he is not that type of a person who is very uh, patient with people. But they make the best teachers. Right. So Reluctantly when they grow up. Yeah, I can see that he goes somewhere and becomes like a professor or he stays in Fillory and helps out there. He'll I, be the new dean. I do think this is part of his, you know, thing with, with having the cursed hands is going to help him get that way. So, Yeah. And maybe that's what the Riverdew was trying to do, teach him just a little bit of humility. Well, and I think he really caught on to that. I mean, because he changed a lot after his hands were cut off. He's, he's a little bit better. Just seeing him helping out Q really 
pulled that in for me. Yeah, and so they go on their magnificent journey after Quentin sees the lady in white. Yes. Through the flying forest, it smells really, really good. (laughs) And not just smells good. (laughs) And you get a nice little contact high, which goes really high and... Um, yeah, that's why it's called the Flying Forest. Then they didn't know who they were. My other favorite one was, you know, when Penny looks down and goes, where, where are my stuff touchers? <laughs> <laughs> they were really high. Yeah, and they kept going right and going right and going right. So apparently if you see the lady in white, it's kind of like having a monkey paw. I get, you get to well, make a wish. You, if you catch her. But the, yeah. the nurse said, you know, you lucked out seeing her when she made herself visible to a centaur. Yeah. No, she so was looking right at Q. She was. There was no centaurs out there. She was looking at him, which. So yeah. why did she let herself be seen? I'm sure there's a reason behind everything. Oh, for sure. So, of course, she clearly knows something's going down with magic and maybe Quentin and company are her only hope. I hope we see her again because I really loved her attitude. Oh, for sure. And uh, and who knew that hunting the white lady actually did involve shooting her? Right. <laughs> well, that's you can't have a bone arrow and not use it. It's like the loaded gun thing. Right. And so she can't bring Alice back because she, she can't go there. Yeah, there are rules. There are rules to everything. Growing hands back is not a very fun thing that happens either, apparently. Yeah, that sounded painful. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not a Deadpool grow back, you know, with the little hand. It was more rebuilding himself. But there was something else that she said on there. She says, "She said nothing I can give you can soothe your shade." So, yeah, because um, he said, "Well, just make me happy," because he's he's all depressed because Alice is gone. He's sad and he just wants to be happy again. But there's nothing that she can do that'll make him happy again. And then you said shade. See the shade right well other than you know erase all memory of alice from his mind which is flashing back to incorporated less <laughs> and 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 julia that did not work for her right no it didn't work for her either but you know the shade keeps coming up in the show and we've never really gotten a full meaning of what it is mm-hmm. i'm still i'm gonna go with that same thing i think i said before it's a, it's a little part of your consciousness and some of your of your soul yeah I'm with it. Because, you know, that's what the Beast wanted to get rid of. You know, as soon as we get rid of your shade, you'll be fine. You won't really care about any of this, and you'll, you'll just go to town. I did think, though, it was a pretty dick move on Quentin for just leaving Penny asleep in the forest by himself just because he couldn't get what he wanted. He was like, send me back. I'm like, you're- I don't think he was really thinking. Like, when he said, send, just send me home, like, he didn't, he wasn't thinking that Penny would just get left. And Penny will probably be able to get home just fine. Penny's just sleeping in the forest, has no idea. He's got to walk back through the flying forest again. Hopefully he doesn't get stuck in a loop. Well, at least he'll have hands. With his stuff touchers. <laughs> I do, Yes, I want to see how that goes through. You know, where What's going to go on now? Because if Elliot has given up on everything mm-hmm. and he went back home, he went to New York, is he... N- is he not going to go back to break bills? Is he going to try to make it into normal life? Oh, no, he's totally going back to break bills. You think but, so? Yeah, I know. I definitely think so. Like, at some point in time, he'll make it back. But he has to go on his own journey. Maybe he'll hook up with Julia and Katie at some point in time. I think he's going to distance himself from magic 
as much he, he as can't. he can right now. I he d- can't. I think he's just going to go away. He's going to go somewhere and try to do something else. So we're looking at some kind of time passing? Yeah, he has, a, he has to have a downtime. Like, okay, I can't do this crap anymore. I need all this out because everything reminds me of her. And so he, I would go with trying to live life normally with normal people without magic, but he's still going to get sucked into it. I, I see, think we may have a little I, bit I would of be on board with that if this was the end of the season. See, this is that thing again where we're talking about last week where that episode felt like a season finale. And so for him to do exactly what you were saying, it would have to be like the end of the season for him to get lost like that because he's an integral part of our magicians and they have a mission they have to do. And like there's not going to be a huge massive amount of time passing right now, I don't think. Right. I, I don't. I don't know how much time's going to pass, but we've seen, you know, there's been a lot of time that's been passing elsewhere. So yeah. we could just focus on Julia and Katie for a while and Elliot and um, Margot and what they're all doing. Yeah. Quentin, just, you know, let him play out his little part. We don't have to see all of he, what he's doing. We got enough other characters that we can play out with those and yeah. just go, okay, Quentin is really having alone time at the moment. And he deserves it at this point in time. So, I mean, that's what I'm kind of seeing coming up in the future. I could be wrong, but I, I think he's going to have to be separated from the rest of the group before he is pulled back into Fillory. Uh, just so he can get his shit together. Right. Or Alice is going to come to him and say, snap out of it, dude. I would love to see her again. <laughs> we shall see. That or Julia will reach out because those two could never stay separated for long. And it's not even a romantic thing with them. Oh, yeah, Exactly. Not at all. I think she's going to um, reach out to him as well. And, you know, you did your thing. Come help me get rid of this guy that, you know, has been killing everybody. It's, this is partly your fault. So give me yeah. a hand. I am very certain that dealing with Renard is going to help them also with the magic thing somehow. I don't know how yet, but I think it's going to make it work. And I think Margot and Elliot and everybody, they're just going to have to come together. Yeah. I, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. All right. So we got anything else on this one? No, not a good episode. Wow. Yeah. Looking forward to next week's. No, for sure. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Incorporated, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and some other shows. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting together some amazing work. If you have any thoughts or comments about the episode, let us know in the comments section below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page or our Facebook groups. Uh, Again, that was Brad and Court Talk Facebook page or the Van Helsing Facebook page, Facebook group. Um, And I think when uh, 12 Monkeys comes back, we'll be in the Brad and Court Talk group. That's where we'll be posting everything. And there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening now because they're filming now. And Van Helsing started filming last week, not last week, last month. Nice. So there's a lot of stuff coming up for that, too. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to jump into some more on that. Yeah. So, until next time. Until next time. uh, Be careful what you wish for. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.